Weird AF News, where weirdos come to raise an eyebrow or two or get a few laughs with your host, Comedian Jonesy. If you're not listening to Weird AF News with your chihuahua, are you really listening? Never give up on a good thing. Weird AF News Daily. Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down, gonna give you Weird AF News Daily. (laughs) Nuns stole $500,000 to gamble in Vegas. Yes, apparently two nuns who formerly worked at St. James Catholic School in Torrance, California, have confessed to embezzling at least half a million dollars from the school so that they could gamble it away in Las Vegas casinos. (laughs) Wow. Sounds like a nice weekend. I want to hang out with these nuns. How weird is How weird would it be to like run into some nuns in a casino? That'd be odd. Sit down at the blackjack table. Hi, sister. How are you? Oh, looks like you're up big. What is that? (laughs) $200,000? I mean, it'd be crazy to run into nuns at a casino. Uh, I wonder if they always put it on black. Get it? Black? Because they're always wearing black? No? Bad joke? Okay, on to, the, on to the story. So the Archdiocese of Los Angeles uh, said this at a meeting uh, yesterday. Also gave the names of these uh, sisters. Sister Mary Margaret Kruper, who worked as the school principal for 28 years, and Sister Lana Chang, a teacher at the school for 20 years, reportedly stole the funds over a period of at least a decade and gambled them all away, apparently. Because... Sisters like to play the slots. (laughs) Hey, you know what? My grandma loves playing slots, man. You give my grandmother some cash and she's she's off to the Mohegan Sun. Like, she'll play all day long. I think women love slots. Women like slots and shoes, right? Women like slots and shoes. I don't know what women like. That's why I'm single. Uh... (laughs) It seems to me like old older women love to play slots. Is this true? I don't know. Obviously, I don't know a lot about older women. I didn't even know they took hormones. I had no idea. So I don't hang out with older women. However, I would hang out with these nuns. These bitches are having a fantastic time. They know what to do with money. You go and drink and gamble. That's what you do with it. <laughs> I'm just playing. This is terrible. They stole this money from a school. I mean, it's really awful. And it's... It's not in line with the um, the moral code of a nun, I imagine. Correct? Correct, Jonesy. The sisters have been described as best friends and both retired earlier this year. Officials made th- this discovery over the summer after performing an audit following one of them's retirement. Uh, the reverend who interviewed her said she was very nervous and anxious during the audit and reportedly asked staff, staff members to change school records for her. Hmm. And then the reverend reported it to the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, who then hired their own auditor. And that auditor found tuition checks, fees, and donations were being deposited into a bank account that was not used by the school. The sisters later confessed to using these funds for themselves in trips to Las Vegas. We do know that they had a pattern of going on trips. We do know they had a pattern of going to casinos. And the reality is they use this bank account as their personal account, said an attorney. <laughs> church official church church officials said they did not wish to press charges against the sisters. Why not? Why wouldn't you press charges against the sisters, you dummies? Press charges. 
Hold them up as an example of what you don't do with uh, school money. Uh, all right, I'm not going to get into how I feel about churches not paying taxes. Okay, let's. I've already I've already done that before. <laughs> Like, because on some level, I'm kind of okay with someone embezzling from a church because the churches don't have to pay taxes. So screw the churches. All right. They're like taking money from their members and then they don't have to pay taxes on any of that crap. Like that doesn't make any sense to me at all. That the why they don't have to pay taxes. I don't understand that. It's a club. It's a goddamn club. Sorry, I said goddamn. But it it kind of befits the the uh, (laughs) the feeling of the piece. (laughs) Sister Margaret and Sister Lana have expressed to me and asked that I convey to you the deep remorse they each feel for their actions and ask for your forgiveness and prayers. Yeah, they emailed me personally. No, that's what the reverend said. They and their order pray that you have not lost trust or faith in the educators and administrators of our school. Let us pray for our school families and for Sister Mary, Margaret, and Sister Lana. By the way, did you guys ever hear the uh, the prank call I made to uh, Reverend uh, Jim Baker's uh, pancake mix factory? Like he was selling holy pancake mix, and I I called up. I put this on Weird AF News a while ago. It's one of my. It's in my. It's my greatest hits. I should put out a greatest hits, but because I, I I prank called Jim Baker's pancake place, and I just, you know, I asked them if I asked the the person who answers the phone if the pancake mix will save my save my sister, who's who's gone wayward, and then I get the person to actually pray with me over the phone for my sister. It's amazing. It's amazing. What religious people will do? Okay, I'm not going to say y'all are crazy. I'll save that for Florida. (laughs) An Iowa man's zebras are being assassinated one by one. And the owner of the zebras has received thousands of threats and was even sniped in the leg. This is an outrageous story. So on October 31st, on the day of Iowa man Mike Henninger's birthday, His two-year-old zebra named Taz was found dead with a gunshot wound. Oh, poor Taz. That's a really cool zebra name, by the way. Taz, why not give the zebra a name that has a Z in it? Or two, for that matter. So anyways, in the months prior to the slaying of Taz, uh, Mike says that he was terrorized with thousands of threats via text and video messages. Two months ago, Nearly a year to the day since Taz was found dead, Henniger himself was shot in the leg at his own home. And on Sundays this past weekend, deputies from the local sheriff's department were called to Mike's farmland property after yet another zebra shooting incident was reported. Mike Henniger believes the animal's death is intentional, as is the others. He says this one's name is Zena, Z-E-N-A. Now, I'm wondering if Mike has a Z in all of the names of his zebras. That's... um. That's adorable. Rest in peace, Zena, is the quote. Yet another one with a bullet in her fourth zebra, one horse, and me. This hurts more than me being shot, Henniger wrote on his Facebook page. Oh, he wrote four zebras, one horse, and me. He's lost four zebras, a horse, and he has been shot. Something afoot is going on here, obviously. The fifth animal slain on his property in a year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. In August, one of his uh, a pregnant five-year-old thoroughbred mare, thoroughbred mare was shot in the head and was declared dead. In September, a zebra named Zoe died of a gunshot wound. Obviously, they all got Zs. On October 13th, another zebra called Razzle. Oh my goodness. How does he keep coming up with Z names? This is unbelievable. This, guy, this guy's very impressive. 
Not so much that he owns all these zebras, that's impressive on its own, but that he just can, he has a never-ending list of names that have Z's in them. I don't even know this many names with Z's existed. I was like, it's Zoe, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, on October 28th, Mike Henniger himself was shot at approximately 3.30 p.m. while working in his backyard. He was flown to a hospital. Following a seven-hour surgery to repair his leg that was damaged, he got 30 stitches. He had to have a GoFundMe page to pay for the stitches, this poor guy. I wonder if he has some zebra zebra uh, funeral GoFundMe page for the funeral expenses. I wonder if that's a thing. I don't know what they're doing with this, but they're going to have to get some zebra detectives on the case, for sure. For sure. In addition to the shootings, Henninger says that threats have been sent by a man that he thinks is responsible, including a video of a stuffed toy zebra being shot and some meat being grilled. Wow. In, in October, he posted excerpts of text messages that he received over the past year. Some messages referenced a still-living zebra called Fonzie. <laughs> He's got a zebra called Fonzie. One read, F that gay zebra. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's getting text messages that, <laughs> that are like, Your zebra is gay. I'm going to shoot it. This is so bizarre. I have over 3,000 messages from the same number, Mr. Henninger said. He's passed them over to the to local police. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't, I can't even... Somebody has it out for zebras, apparently, and, and obviously doesn't like gay zebras, or maybe thinks all zebras are gay and wants to kill them all. This is bananas. Well, Mr. Henninger said on his Facebook page that the police currently have one suspect, but the sheriff's office so far declined to comment. They claim that it's an ongoing investigation. Hmm. Well, it's going to be a mystery. The zebra shooter is out there. And if you own zebras, I say beware. Especially if their names have Z's in them. Yay! A college graduate carried an AR-10 gun on campus and claims that she's a victim of blatant racism. A Kent State graduate carried an AR-10 gun around campus on her graduation day and is now saying she's the victim of racism. Her name is Caitlin Bennett, age 22. She walked around the Ohio University on Sunday to take photos with her weapon and a graduation cap that read, Come and take it. Come and take my gun. The photo of Bennett went viral on social media with over 18,000 likes on Twitter. Here's a quote from her. Now that I graduated from Kent State... I can finally arm myself on campus. I should have been able to do it as a student, especially since four unarmed students were shot and killed by the government on this campus. Oh, boy. She's referring, she was referring to um, an, an incident in 1970 where four students were shot and killed during a, a Vietnam War protest. Uh, this is a little... Uh, this, is, this woman's a little irrational, uh, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't what what a strange rule. If you graduate, you can carry a, a semi-automatic weapon on the campus, but if you if you're not if you're an undergrad, you cannot. I don't understand that at all. They might have a rule. Maybe they have a rule saying students aren't allowed to carry guns, but regular people can just bring a gun on campus. I don't I don't think that that's the rule. I don't I don't know what her point is here. No, I mean I know what her point is. I mean I don't understand. I'm a little confused with why she's able to carry it now that she graduated. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't, if you don't know what an AR-10 is, it's like it's like an AR-15 on steroids a little bit. It's bigger and louder and meaner. So that's just FYI. It's a semi-automatic weapon um, 
that that if I saw a young 22-year-old girl walking around with it on a school campus, I'd be a little bit alarmed. And I would question her sanity, to be honest. She was interviewed on Fox and Friends. Oh, geez. Did she do this just for publicity? It seems like it. She said she wanted to take a stand against the policies that the university has against students carrying guns on campus. Kent State University does not allow students, faculty, and staff members to have a gun on campus, according to its website. She says, I wanted to take the picture because I wanted to take a jab at the insulting policies Kent State has regarding arming their students. I wanted them to know it was unacceptable for guests to carry, but not students. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it shouldn't be allowed for guests to carry guns. I agree with that. She blamed the backlash she received on blatant racism. That's a little weird. I don't know where that's coming from. I think this woman's off her meds, to be honest with you. If we're really going to get down to the brass tacks here, she's off her meds, clearly. (laughs) Uh... She says, it's been crazy. I was not expecting the blatant racism that's been thrown at me and the outright death threats. Many people are saying she is an example of white privilege because she was able to get away with bringing the rifle onto campus. She claimed those comments are insulting to minorities. They are saying that I have white privilege for going out on campus with my AR-10. They are saying this, is all, this all has to do with me being white, that I was able to do this. I think that's very insulting to minorities. I don't think that anything would happen to them. Um... It's weird. It's just, it's not even, I mean, I think she's missing the point altogether. She's just like, she's arguing with idiots and she herself is probably somewhat of an idiot. Uh, I mean, the issue here, the the issue here is like, should, should, should an assault weapon be allowed on campus at all? I mean, that's the, that's the real issue here. It's not about, it could, should a white person have one? Should a graduate have one? Should an undergraduate have one? It's like, should anybody have an AR-10 you got to be out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just Google the thing and look at it. Like, that shouldn't be permitted on campus, okay? That's just my opinion, but it comes from a place of reason. <laughs> hmm. Kent State University, you'll be happy to know, was recently ranked the safest big college campus in Ohio and the 25th safest in the country, according to the National Council for Home Safety and Security. The university has a full-time certified police force of more than 30 sworn officers who protect the campus at all times. The officers are visible, well-trained, and on duty 24-7 in support of students, staff, and faculty. So if you're looking for a campus to go to and you want to feel safe, if you want a campus where you don't feel like you need to bring an AR-10 or an AR-15 <laughs> or, or a bazooka with you to class, well then make Kent State University your, your next visit. Check it out. <laughs> You'll find no dead bodies on Kent State University's grounds. Heck no. And if they do find one, they get it out of the way real quick. <laughs> Bennett was, I'll give one more quote from Bennett. She said, I would do it again and I wish that I could do it with a fully automatic machine gun and I think those should be legal. Oh no. <laughs> she thinks a fully automatic machine gun should be legal? Oh jeez, Man, I think this is why I'm single. Really. You ladies be crazy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you ladies. This lady's crazy. Fully automatic machine gun legal. You got to be out of your gourd. Come on. I don't know. What do you weirdos think? Should you be? (laughs) What do you think of of the Kent State rule? Regular people have guns, but students cannot. Students and faculty. Uh. And, I, and, you know, I bet you if we dig deeper, I bet you that's really not permitted for regular people either. I bet you she's just kind of spinning it for herself. But maybe it is. Maybe it is true. If that's the case, what do, you, do you agree with that? Do you also think that, I mean, this is some form of racism? And 
And lastly, do you think a fully automatic machine gun is should be permitted in general? I mean, come on now. Um, I got some weird fans, though. I'm sure some of you would, would like that idea. <laughs> I'm sure you, some of you want to want to make a a bazooka, something that you could bring to the DMV. Although you know, in high, you know, now that I think about it, I wouldn't mind bringing a bazooka to the DMV. It would make my time at the DMV go a lot faster, and uh, people wouldn't give me any grief. I'd get no guff with a bazooka at the DMV. Just saying. Oh, Jonesy, you didn't give us the phone number. Oh, sorry, my bad. 646-450-2012. 646-450-2012. Or email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh, I got some emails that maybe I'll read in the next segment. Hang around a little bit, okay? Why don't you? Thank you, weirdos. Thank you for calling. And thank you for the emails. Uh, I got an email from uh, Kim from Canada. I'm pretty popular in Canada, by the way. Thank you very much. She said, you got a sponsor. So happy for you, Jonesy. You deserve it. You deserve a sponsor. I stumbled across you when I got a Google Home for my birthday. You were on the, fir- you were on the list, and I thought, you know, I like weird shit. And so you became a daily voice in my house. Keep up the good work and stop being so damn shocked that people like you. You are very humble about it, but shit, you got a sponsor. You're clearly doing something right. Channel, channel your inner Sally Field. Uh, she also wrote, we have no snowball ban <laughs> and no green Christmas here. P.S. My Google, Google Home says of Santa being real, if, quote, someone were to give me presents, that would be great. And, quote, I ho-ho hope he's real. Oh, that's really funny. Thanks for the email, Kim. Thanks for giving me a shout out for a sponsor. Yeah, this is just a trial thing. I'm checking out a sponsor, see how it goes. So far, so good. Uh, another email from James Estes. Estes, uh, who's uh, James and Angel from Texas, are one of are, uh, two of my, my they're my patrons, um, and they're lovely fans of Weird AF News and have been for quite some time. So shout out to James and Estes, I'm uh, James and James and Angel, uh, and happy holidays. James writes, "Hey Jonesy, it's James and Angel from Texas. Here's an article you may or may not be interested in, but the subject was raised a couple of days ago on Weird AF News. If nothing else, it will just satisfy your curiosity. Keep it weird, Jonesy. Your friends and loyal weir- loyal weirdos from Texas." And James sent me a link to, uh, it looks like Christmas candy canes, because I wasn't sure where they came from and if the J stood for Jesus or what the hell it was for. Someone else wrote me and said that they were, they meant, uh, they symbolized the shepherd's uh, cane. <laughs> uh, so anyways, this article says, the Christmas candy cane originally originated in Germany about 250 years ago, starting as a straight white sugar stick. The story says that in 1670, a choir master was worried about the children sitting quietly all through the long Christmas nativity service, so he gave them something to eat to keep them quiet. As he wanted to remind them of Christmas, he made them into a J-shape like a shepherd's crook to remind them of uh, the shepherds that visited the baby Jesus at the first Christmas. However, the earliest records of candy canes comes from over 200 years later, so the story, although rather nice, probably isn't really true. Sometime around 1900, the red stripes were added and they were flavored with peppermint or wintergreen. Sometimes other meanings are given to the parts of the candy canes. The J can also mean Jesus. The white of the cane can represent the purity of Jesus, and the red stripes are for the blood he shed when he died on the cross. The peppermint flavor can represent the hyssop, hyssop H-Y-S-S-O-P, plant, that was used for purifying in the Bible. I don't know if I believe any of this crap. <laughs> I think I think this just was an easy way to, to um, package these things or something. It all comes down, at the end of the day, guys, when you're mass producing something, it comes down to money. Was this, for some reason, this was monetarily beneficial to do it this way. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. 
Uh, also, shout out to people on Instagram who've reached out to the Jonesy. Wednesday B, who sent me a video of her listening to Weird AF News um, in the morning before she starts her day, which is so sweet. Um, I love that. Amanda Becker and Jamie Sterrup as well reached out. Thank you so much. Sent me articles. I love getting articles. Had some good ones today. Uh, if you guys are members of the Patreon, then you'll notice that, uh, was it two days ago? I put I put up a post, a blog post of uh, t- the 10 weirdest films that Jonesy's seen. Um, I'm going to do a second one because I realize the list is really long. I got to do 10 more. But this one's great. And I'm taking suggestions for more. So uh, if you're on the Patreon, you can see what's uh, what they are and you can actually make suggestions right there underneath the post. So please do so. And if you're not on the Patreon, you got to check this out. Uh, I'm going to be doing prank calls to PETA and I'm going to be doing uh, what I call B-sides, which is a whole entire episode where I do like, I don't know, 15 stories that I didn't get to last month that I had. Weird stories that I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to them. I got a lot. I save a bunch of them and then I only do, you know, three a day is kind of limiting. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for everybody who reached out. If you feel like it, it's pretty easy. Funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also um, send me a DM on Instagram, at Funnyjones. On Twitter, it's at Funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. The Patreon is patreon.com slash weirdafnews. If you join the Patreon, um, you'll get my comedy album for free, among other things. Um, And you'll really enjoy it. There's really some funny stuff on there. So if you want to laugh, extra laughing, go to the Patreon and become a patron of Weird AF News. And lastly, well, that's it. Aw, put Jonesy. I'm happy to report that I'm not listening with, with my boyfriend. And quite honestly, I'm not listening with my uh, insignificant other husband either. I am listening with my chihuahua, very near my person. Uh, she does like to chant to kind of like squish herself and sandwich herself into like the weirdest of places. And I, I don't understand it, but right now she's almost tucked under the very overstuffed, ridiculous couch arm of sorts. Yeah. She, it's, it's one of those like marshmallowy ones, you know, the overstuffed, ridiculous. Really regretting getting this. This this is like so comfortable, but there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. And this couch is like, it's like really a, a good example of that. <laughs> hey, Jonesy, it's the new Manhark, Michael Conway of the new Manhark Podcast Radio. But uh, I will have to say, battery is um, capacity and intent. Is the way. So if you intend to cut somebody's hair and you have the capacity with scissors, then you have both capacity and intent. And well, you know, I, I know how traumatizing my first haircut was. Uh, I'm assuming it's the same for the students. But you know, well, just know that today has been brought to you by Waffles. Pancakes leaving you flat. Waffles, the sexy pancake. And good.